one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I tried the one that comes pre-ready-made that you just strap on. It's like a straight jacket. Hello and welcome back to season two of Test Tube Baby. I was gonna, I did it again. I did it again. I did the baby. Were you about to acknowledge the fact that you always do that and then you did it? No, I was about to say I've lost count of what episode we're on because I think up until now I've been like episode something of season two or something like that. I think it's four. Is it four? It's four. It's three, isn't it? No, I think it's four. Oh, is it three? We had, we're back. We had birth story. Then we had the aftermath. Stop it, we're on episode four. Yes, we My are. goodness it's out of me, control. time flies. When you're having... When you're forgetting to put episodes up. On a Monday and it's a Tuesday, but we won't dwell on that. But isn't that really weird that whenever I talk about test you baby in normal life, I never go test you baby. But I have done it every single time I've introed it. I mean, it's actually irritating me now. You think it's irritating you? Imagine the poor <laughs> bloody listeners who are like, oh, is she going to do it? Oh, yeah, there oh, it yeah. is again. Bye-bye. So if you're new to the podcast, I promise, I don't always say test you, baby. I'm going to try and work on that and stop on it. Um, stop on it doesn't make sense at all. But anyway, if you're an original test you, baby listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for keeping us a company. I need to calm down. I don't even have the excuse I've had a coffee. I think I'm overtired. It's really late on Monday. It's our fault. We should have recorded earlier. It's way past our bedtime and I'm slightly high on tiredness. I promise I will regain a lot more control of myself very soon. So my name is Miranda Burns and over there he didn't give me time to prepare my little trivia fact for him so I'm just going to acknowledge the fact that he's got a spot on the end of his nose and he looks a little bit like Rudolph. Oh my god I said the wrong thing he's so angry. Over there looking like Rudolph is Tristan Hall. That's so hard. You gave me I was like I haven't got a thing for you but oh well let's just run with it. So I'm running with it. But that, did, that wasn't a free pass to be an arsehole. <laughs> I'm not an arsehole. That was unkind. But you have got a little spot at the end of your notes. I tell you one thing right if you don't follow us on Instagram shameless plug miranda.burnstristan.hall but if you don't you should have just a little look at Tristan's nose go and have a stalk because don't I was going to say you've got such a beautiful nose if I was ever lucky enough to have a nose job which I would love to have but alas it's just not going to happen but if I was lucky enough I would request your nose because you have the cutest little button nose ever so the fact that it has a spot on the middle can I just say it's right in the middle like it's so symmetrical again it is adhering to this perfection status that Tristan's nose has but if ever you were going to have a spot of course it would be right in the center are you digging a hole deeper or digging yourself out of a hole I with think this? I think I am making the hole wider, wider <laughs> and therefore shallower I don't think that works that way no shall we move on 
Yes, please. So wherever you are, we hope you're having the best day. In Test You Baby, we started off by chatting through all things IVF and our pregnancy. But life has changed quite a lot since then. So get ready for a whole lot of other kinds of content. Parenthood, relationships, babies, eventually another go at IVF. That is going to be on the cards. And seems as we are back, please, please, please do spread the word. Share it far and wide, the podcast you know, I wasn't specific then, but you get the gist. Uh, tag us in your stories. Again, we had stories of people listening. It just makes me so, so happy when I see that. It's really lovely. And we would love to have new people join the Test Tube Baby fam. And in true Tristan and Miranda style, there'll be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism. And inevitably, we will expose and embarrass ourselves. We've done really well. We got through the intro very quickly. Last time we started talking about OnlyFans, do you remember? And your feet. No, your feet. Oh, no, it was both it our was, feet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I still have... My hairy tootsies. My uncle There's anyone. one. Well, you never know. I thought about shaving them and seeing if you'd notice. But, Did you really? Yeah, but it's we're, we're entering December. I need all the warmth I can get. I plucked my toes this morning. The hairs from your toes, not your toes. You didn't rip your toes off no, with no. tweezers. I plucked the hairs from my toes. You haven't noticed. All this effort I make for you. Pfft. I as well let them grow out. I might start plaiting them next time. Might as well. Anyway, so today we're talking about the fourth trimester postpartum, basically the 12 weeks post giving birth. Nobody really talks about the fourth trimester. I would argue it is the hardest part. If you're thinking about, you know, you have the first trimester and you've just found out you're pregnant and, you know, up until those 12 weeks, and it can be very rocky for some. Uh, I'm not sort of belittling that. Um, But then you have the second, the third, you have labour. You can kind of split it up, can't you, into pregnancy, labour, postpartum and which one you find easiest and which one you find hardest by a country mile postpartum was hardest for me oh Mm. the the adjustment period going from a two our little unit and we really were a little unit like Tris and I we did everything together um to then having this 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 chubby little soul that shared our house and and having to prioritize her over each other and ourselves it was really hard Newborn babies are like the worst house guest. Yeah, oh my gosh. You can yeah. ever have. They shit everywhere. They yeah. cry. They keep you up at night. Oh, they're so noisy. They don't do anything. No, that's what's so difficult, You have to actually. breastfeed them. Yeah. That's an inconvenience, isn't it? I mean, a house guest is requesting breastfeeding, isn't it? That, well, that really is the one that's overstaying their welcome a little bit. Well, the customer is always right. So if a customer says... Whip it out. That's not true. Please do not follow what Tristan's just said. Yeah, don't don't go to ab- your local Holiday Inn and start asking <laughs> staff for a cheeky little. Yeah, no. Let's let's move swiftly on Suckle. from that. But it is so difficult. It's so hard. And I had the baby blues for about six or seven weeks post Penny's birth, and I remember they would always hit me in the evenings. I don't know why. It was just so much harder at night time. I used to dread it. Do you remember I'd be brushing my teeth in the bathroom, and you wouldn't hear from me yeah. for about five minutes? He'd walk into the bathroom at the end of our house, and I'd just be stood over the sink sobbing. He'd be like, "Pincy, what's wrong?" Like, I don't know. I can't stop crying. I think the phrase "baby blues." Kind of belittles just how hard that was for you. Yeah, it was really because, difficult. Like the whole of like labour and pregnancy, you were so strong and you were incredible and you smashed through it. Thank you. And then I think all of that emotion that you held in and and that process you went through, all of a sudden, not only does that come to an end and, and you have a child, mm. but also your hormones are all over the place. And I think that 
you know, baby blues almost sounds quite like tongue and cheek sort of. Oh, baby, baby blues. blues or like holiday blues. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like Monday yeah. blues, like you know. But genuinely, you really struggled at times, and there were there were points. And I think you know you can you can be sad for a few days, and 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 you just kind of get through it. But this was like six weeks, mm. seven weeks of feeling really down and yeah. like it's a time in your life where you don't want to feel like that you are so especially for someone like us who's been through a fertility journey through loss before you almost feel guilt because yes. you feel sad and you're like I should be grateful for this look where I am look what I've got I've got what I've always wanted but I'm not happy and that's nothing to do with not being grateful yeah it is purely to do with what you've been through yeah. and what your body's going through and what your body continues to go through you know months weeks after you've had a baby because it, it is the most like almighty high isn't it like you know having for, for us having a successful IVF run like having a what I think I'm very fortunate to say was like a really lovely pregnancy there were things that I found difficult but generally I was so happy throughout my pregnancy I adored it I loved being pregnant I hope one day I'll get to experience it again uh, having a labor that was you know pretty darn successful and again really really happy and then it all ends overnight and your your universe completely changes. And like Trish said, your hormones, that happiness, it's like someone has turned a tap on and it just drains from your body. Um, and I would just get uncontrollably sad for no reason. And actually, it is really sad because I look back through my phone and I don't have as many photos as I would like to have from the first sort of month of Penny's life because I wasn't really taking that many photos and it's something I don't think I've even talked about particularly at all I mean I don't even know whether anyone I'm especially close to realizes how tough it was and I definitely didn't dwell too much about it on Instagram because I was really really aware that a lot of my followers were you know they're desperate to have babies they really want to get pregnant they haven't achieved it yet and my god I was not about to say I've had a baby and I'm sad about it and that wasn't the reality I wasn't sad about it I adored Penny but I just I just felt so low and I'd really lost a part of myself and it it, it gives me great empathy um, and sympathy towards people who do struggle with mental health issues because I had a snapshot of it like I, I, I had a little a, a little sort of microcosmic experience of what that is like it was horrible it was really really sad um and I don't get me wrong. I mean, this, is, this has become a, we're usually a very cheerful podcast. I don't know how this has happened. Um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. There were some really wonderful moments, some really happy moments. I remember that we watched the, do you remember the Harry Potter reunion came out? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was around about the time I think Penny was like maybe three weeks old, perhaps, something like that. Anyway, we were watching that together in our little house in Winchester. Um, we were downstairs. I remember you were wearing a dressing gown. Penny was asleep on you. I think it might have even been morning and we had mm. coffees and stuff and you know the, you know there are snapshots there are lovely moments where I was in control of my hormones and I was like I'm, I'm enjoying this I'm happy but then there were also points where I was like I felt desperately out of control um and so I think the reason why we're talking about this is because obviously like I got out of it I, I, I spoke to midwives about it. I spoke to a doctor about it. You know, I chatted to people. There were people there that were supportive. You can definitely get help. But I got out of it. And now Penny is like my absolute pride and joy. And obviously I would have died for her back then. But like, I, ca I cannot emphasize enough. Like she's just my whole universe. And now my camera is full of photos of Penny. So basically, if you were in the midst of this or maybe you're not pregnant, but in five years you might be pregnant and you've had this conversation and, and maybe you've had your baby and you're low. This is me saying to you now and hoping that you remember when that time comes, it gets better. 
you regain control. The nights don't seem as long and your relationship with your partner gets back on track and you will find yourself again. Like, I promise. I think, obviously, that's that's very much kind of towards towards women and, and kind of mum's postpartum. But I think as a dad, I would say that I had a similar, not necessarily like a, a low point, but I had a similar sort of journey with my like a relationship with Penny. Yes. Oh, do you know what's so funny? Because I knew we were recording this earlier today. I was thinking about what we were going to talk about and it crossed my mind. I don't think I have ever asked you about your side of this. Like the baby blues for dads. I don't think we've ever spoken about this. It's not a, a, a big thing, but I think having gone through it now looking back, I think it maybe it is a big thing, you know? All of a sudden, you know, you you go, you watch your partner, your whoever it is to you, go through childbirth, which is a beautiful experience, but it can be quite difficult. Mm-hmm. I think, especially seeing someone in pain, and you could have seen someone, you know, fall over, break an arm, break a leg, and it's all oh, that's unpleasant. But like childbirth, it's a really intense experience that you go through. Yes, you know, the the mum goes through it, but you go through it together as a pair. How was it for you watching me in pain? Actually, what did? How did you find that? Um, huh. I, I think because I've seen you go through laparoscopies, and I've seen you with endo, and, and I've seen cyst. you bursting cysts. I've seen a, you in a lot of pain, so it wasn't like as as shocking for me. I think the thing is like the noises, like mm. that's another level or something because you can be in pain, you go, but this is like this is guttural. This is like, like animalistic ah! instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am having a child. This is like the rawest form of and, pain. And can I just say, it fully takes over. By the point at which I was pushing Penny out, I was no longer in control of the sound that I was making. They say you moo, like it comes, oh, yeah. like it comes from within. It was, it was something else. So I think that happens, and then you're given this this child that you love more than anything and that is a massive torrent of emotion that you get at the same time i think i don't know whether it's like a dad thing or any any male female thing but i just want like protective like instantly protective of her and i was like nothing will ever happen to you i'm gonna cry just um, so i've actually got tears oh in my God. eyes no but that's really cute but i think at the same time it can be quite difficult because on the other side of it like you, you everything happens so quickly mm. and i felt a little bit in myself I was like I am not as happy or like I don't I'm not like I had the moment of oh my god she's amazing she's beautiful she's incredible but then it was like this not dip but like this point where I felt a little bit like void of like those feelings that I really wanted to have and I felt guilt because I was like I don't I don't feel as in this as I want to be and I had that for a little while and I think it was post Christmas when we got back home, we were back into more of a routine and we started getting little flickers of Penny that weren't just this this child that, cr- that cried and screamed and you know, was fed and then slept. Like there were moments where like there's a bit, I've got a video of her sat on my lap and I'm talking to her and she's smiling and it's the first time she's not just done a smile where she's farting, but she's <laughs> smiling because she can hear me talking to her and I'm saying this to her and it's the first time she smiled and it was... second week of January so she's about a month old by that point and I think that was that first point where I was like you are just the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my entire life because you've got to remember up until that point like they don't really give anything back to you so you you do everything for them and I mean every you keep them alive and that they don't say thank you do they no and that's not to say that I wasn't grateful like in those moments I think 
it's one of those things I don't know how many people will will admit feeling like that and I I would never want it to come across that I was ungrateful or or unhappy or anything because I saw the place that you were in and you were in a far worse place than me and mine was not sadness or anything it was just this this weird void of certain feelings that I I felt I I should have Mm. and I was like why what what is wrong with me and I think we'll go into a bit depth about where we were at in terms of ourselves in that period of time. Which will have added to it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it was when I started getting those things back from her, those smiles, and even like one smile every five, six, seven days was like, okay, that's all I need. Yeah. Um, and then, like you see her now, like she is like the apple of my eye. Like, I mean, I'm quite proud to say that her most used word is daddy. Oh. And it's not just, it's not just dad, dad. It's, it's daddy. daddy. Um, and apparently nursery <laughs> say that she says it all day every day which is great as well so that's so lovely and I think that like I've always said that I dreamt of being like a girl's dad and when we lost Amberly, that was really hard and then Penny was like this 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 ray of sunshine that came into our lives and where I was at from like January onwards was so special I just think it was this period of time from like I said around like finding our feet post-birth mm. then shit happened over Christmas and we were ill um and then after that we kind of got home and got settled back into more of a routine that was going to be how we were moving forward. And I, I kind of snapped out of it and brought myself back into the moment. And I really, really enjoyed those times. Nothing changed that much in terms of sleep. Like we were still feeding in the night, like up in the night, I was still working. I think it was just, we had this excitement of birth Then it was my birthday. Then it was Christmas. Then we were ill. And so much happened that we never really settled back into we're home. Like, nesting like post-birth this is our house this is our safe space and then we got that and I felt more settled in myself I then I think opened up to feeling those things it's really nice as well that you've acknowledged this part of me wishes that we'd spoken to each other about it when we were in the thick of it when we were like in the trenches because I remember I I did feel immense guilt that I wasn't 100% happy and even now like if I see a birth announcement and someone says like oh it's perfection like we're over the moon like my heart is so full I look and I think like do you 100% feel that pure like euphoria because I didn't get that like I obviously I got the most immense relief she was safe um I would panic all the time that she wasn't safe I was always worried something would go wrong I think that carries on obviously um but I, I think it's really important that we make the point that if if you have a baby in the future and you don't feel that instant euphoria, that it does not make you a bad parent, a lot is going on. It's a huge adjustment. You lose each other and you have to regain each other. As in like Tris and me, like we weren't, our, we weren't the couple anymore. We were like mum and dad and we had different priorities. And that's, that's a hard thing. And I think when you've gone through, like I said, be it a loss or IVF, like that whole journey that you go on as a unit over however many months or years it takes you to get to that point where you have a baby. I wonder whether you perhaps have this vision in your head of how perfect it's going to be. Yeah, oh my gosh. And social media does not help that either. And, and it, it, it does not that it's not perfect, but I think that when you go through so much emotionally as well, automatically, you know, it, it becomes a very difficult point when you finally have that thing that you've wanted for such a long time. And not that it doesn't live up to it, but it just manifest in a very different way to what you thought it might do and so I wonder whether that plays into the whole emotional thing afterwards maybe there are people who you know haven't been through loss have 
you know, had sex once and had a baby yeah. and it's been a dream for them. Oh my gosh, sorry, just really quick, there's this song that's going viral on TikTok, like um, my kind of like Instagram real world at the moment. And one of the lines, it's a country song, obviously. It's like, What's this? we weren't really trying, next thing you know, there's a test on the count. And it just really irritates me that they're like, we weren't really trying, then we just had a baby. And I'm just there like, screw you. Mm, fuck off. <laughs> but that's what people, some people have that, right? And And so you don't have that whole emotional journey. Your journey to having a baby is nine months, right? Yeah. Like pe- that just happens to some people. No one, people don't try. You know, like, and that's great. Good for them. Yeah, that congratulations. So Wonderful. <laughs> but that doesn't come with that additional emotional journey that you've been through. And I'm sure there are people who had that where they don't really try, get pregnant, have a baby, and they are still going through emotional difficulties because everyone goes through things in different ways. So I'm just making the point that perhaps for us and for other people, the journey that we've been on to even just get pregnant in the first place, let alone then have nine months and have the baby, will no doubt add to the way that you respond to stuff emotionally when you finally get that baby. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. All of that was not helped by the fact that we both got very, very ill. Tristan got ill first. What did you... You had sinusitis, didn't you? Yeah, so it... Oh. It was a weird one because I kind of had a bit of a niggling cold for a while. But you know how it does, like, you know, you, you kind of keep on top of it with paracetamol, whatever it is. I was fine and I wasn't, uh, yeah, felt a bit rough, but not too bad. Then I had a few nights where I... You basically solo parented, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I knew that because obviously you'd just gone through childbirth. You were knackered, like you yeah. were absolutely shattered. And you, you know, like I said in the last episode, like what you need to do after you go through having a baby is probably just sleep for a couple of weeks, have a couple of weeks off. And <laughs> you, you don't, you, you can't. So I was kind of taking up that responsibility overnight i had penny downstairs my parents have got a house that you can kind of go from one point and you can walk around the whole of the downstairs in like a big loop yeah, yeah. and go back to where you were at the start and i did something like 100 and 
20 laps of my parents' house um, between the hours of like 1 and 3 a.m. Trying to get Penny to sleep. Although it would have looked very pretty because the Christmas lights It was beautiful. It's great. But I did that like three nights on the trot. And I think that that like was nailing coffin. Like I was shattered. So Christmas Day came around and I felt a bit rough. And then we went to your parents on Boxing Day and that's when it hit me. Oh my gosh, you deteriorated so bad. Like Tris basically didn't come downstairs for about three days. Yeah. You were were just sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. I was bringing you glasses of squash and paracetamol and ibuprofen. And in the end, we had to call 111, didn't we? And you had to get antibiotics. Actually, the NHS 111 were phenomenal. They were so great. They really helped us out. And for some reason, I think we'll, we'll explain about what happened with you as well, but we seemed to call 111, like, in the evening when pharmacies were closing. Do you remember this? Yeah, like, this was a recurring thing. I this happened know. multiple times. And it was like, where's your nearest pharmacy? We'd have to look on the little pharmacy map thing and be like, well, there's one that's like a Boots that has a hole in the wall, which I'd never been to before, by the way. I'd never seen a Boots with a hole in the wall. It's like if you go to a petrol station and the shop is yeah. shut and you pay, you know, you pay through the cashier, like that little gap. That's what they do with pharmacies at, late at night. And so we were able to go there just before it closed. Mm-hmm. It happened like three times in I know three why months. this was so. This was because both like the three times I can think of where it happened, we were being troopers and we were like, no, nah, it's all right. No, nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then it would get to 7 p.m. like, no, nah, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I can't, I can't make it to the night. A bad day. <laughs> Help! <laughs> and so I got antibiotics for my chest infection and sinusitis and I started turning the corner. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. So Tris has just done a little bout of solo parenting and gotten ill. Because Tris is ill, I then did a little bout of solo parenting. And guess what happened? I got ill. I got mastitis. So mastitis is when you get an infection. Uh, I'm not going to give you the medical terminology, but basically your boobs get really inflamed. It is so painful. And I didn't really know much about it. I wasn't particularly educated. But I remember having a shower and be, like shivering in the shower and turning it on so, so hot and thinking, I don't feel right. Like I feel really fuzzy and feeling like I was going to fall over and couldn't get warm and coming downstairs afterwards obviously I'd gotten dried and I dressed myself coming downstairs sitting on the sofa in the sitting room um, I think my mum might have had Penny and saying to my mum I feel really unwell and like my boobs hurt and I don't mean like my nipples hurt I mean like my boobs hurt um, and my mum is like she's she's so tough like when we were ill when we were children it, it was like now nah, you're going into school you got to now nah, you're fine going to school and then like three hours later get a call from school your, your child's was really okay all right fine come and get her that's classic celia are you breaking your arm put a damp blue paper towel on it you'll be all right um so she was like nah you're fine and i was like i don't think i'm fine went upstairs slept got through the night i was you know looking after penny alone and then i started to get a temperature and my temperature got even higher than tristan's what i hope mine was scarily high 40 point something yeah it went really high yeah and um in the end i had to call 111 my boob i wish i'd taken a photo of it i wish i had but it was one of them was rock hard um like ready purpley you know it was awful and i called 111 and this doctor said to me he was like Miranda, I think you need to go to A&E. And I said, no, I was, I'm not going to A&E. I, there's no way I can't do that. And he said, I'm really worried that you're going to get sepsis and die. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. He was like, look, what, what I can do for you is I can get you antibiotics, 24-hour pharmacy, save the day. But he said, Miranda, you need to promise me that if your temperature does not drop within, and he gave me like 12 hours or something, he was like, you have to promise me you'll go to A&E because I'm seriously concerned about your health. And I was like, all right, it's fine. I was like, oh, I'm not going to any. When I got my when I got my antibiotics, came home. And that night I remember waking up in the night to take my antibiotics and my paracetamol to get my temperature down. And I, I checked my temperature and it was high. And I was like, I just I was like A and E in the middle of winter, in the middle of Christmas, of all the drunk people that have had accidents whilst they're out and about, and what would I do with breastfeeding and penny? 
And I thought to myself, I was like, well, if I die, I won't know it's happened. <laughs> I'm so tired. I was so deliriously tired from lack of sleep. I was like, I won't know. They can sort out the pieces in the morning. And I went back to sleep. Anyway, I did not die. I was yeah, fine. Yeah, thank God for antibiotics. It was a very stupid, irresponsible way of thinking. I was massively sleep deprived. But we got a lot better. What it required was, in the end, Tristan massaging my boob to unblock some of the milk ducts that had gotten blocked, which then caused this infection. Which was a very interesting experience, wasn't it? Yep, uh, my mum knew it was happening as well. Stepped onto the plate. Yep. Uh, uh, for the team. Yeah, I, I, I thought, you know what? If anyone's going to do this, it should be me. <laughs> and I thought, well, I might as well use if, this. I should bloody well hope it was you. Who else is it going to be in my family home? That's also true. But, you know. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do it, guys. Sorry, <laughs> don't worry, guys. <laughs> Celia, sit me down again. I've got this. <laughs> I used all my skills that I've honed over my, over my many years of fondling breasts. <laughs> Uh, and and I, I I went to town. Hey, <laughs> did I do your armpit as well? Yeah, you did. I had a swollen armpit. Oh god, again. It, was, it was impressive. It felt I can't even describe oh, it. No, there were hard lumps. It was like like, like bumpy. What was yeah, it like? Or mm. and you and you had to put heat on it as well. So we put heat on it or run a hot shower over it and then take that off. And then you just be caressing, massaging my boob. My mum had Penny in the room opposite. She knew exactly what was going on in the other room. It was all very awkward. Did we use oil. Yeah, I think we did. Coconut oil. Oh, possibly. Yeah, lube it up. Lube it up. Get massaging. What round funny sucks. Time of my life circular motions. But it worked, though. It did work. It did. It. My God, it worked. If you get mastitis, definitely try and massage those hard bits. It's a good idea. We. Oh, go on. But for context, we think you got mastitis because you didn't change your breast pads. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is it. What I think happened, I am no scientist, but because I was solo parenting, like just, and oh my God, anybody who's solo, solo parents, I have so much respect for you. Um, but I wasn't looking after myself. Like, I, I will admit this. I was going like at least three days without washing. Like, I was just prioritizing Penny, obviously. And I had these like sticky breast patches that catch leaking milk so you don't leak everywhere in my bra. And I was like not changing them. I wasn't changing them enough. And I didn't, I foolishly didn't realise that was a bad thing. I was just like, oh, it just means they'll leak. But what it actually meant is like, it was a breeding ground for bacteria, which is not ideal. So oh, I think back and I'm like, I've learned so much. I made so many mistakes. So, but then the moral of the story is, and this is why we're talking about it on the podcast. If you are breastfeeding, change your breast pads. Keep yourself clean. Wash for Christ's sake. <laughs> like if I hadn't been ill, you could have washed. Oh, 100%. Right? I would have washed. I think, you know, even if your partner is ill, just say, can I have 10 minutes yep. to go and shower? Because yep. I, even in my state that I was in, I could have had Penny lying next to me in the bed for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Like, we hindsight is a wonderful thing. We should have done that. And the third thing is, by God, if you get mastitis and a doctor says to you, if your temperature is still high, go to A&E because you might die. Go. Please. Oh. Do not take a leaf out of Miranda's book. It's so stupid. Close that book. Throw it on the fire but, and forget yeah, burn it's there. Burn it book. on your forehead because you've got mastitis and you're about to, to, to go into septic. Sepsis. Sepsis, yeah. Se- septic? A septic, septic tank. <laughs> you're about to go into a septic tank. <laughs> Hold your breath. <laughs> Something's gone very <laughs> Plug wrong. Plug your nose. <laughs> We're all getting through this together. Close your eyes, Okay. <laughs> Moral of the story is, don't be like Miranda. Yeah, be in any way. <laughs> and do the right thing. You have a child, this is your responsibility. I okay? made so many mistakes. Oh, it's so st- I shouldn't even have admitted that, but you know, never mind. Anyway, when I say I was deliriously tired, I was not in any state of mind. 
But it did get a whole lot better. Oh, do not worry. These the, the stories that we're telling you now, they lasted over, what, like two weeks maximum? Yeah, two weeks. That's all. Yeah. And we got through it. We did get through it. I was still crying all the time, but we got through it. Now, we took her for a walk. I was going back through photos when I was like prepping this episode. Um, and I, I, I stumbled across this uh, walk that we went on in Winchester. And it looked so picturesque, like from the photos that I see. This is a real Insta versus reality story because we went for a stroll. And if you've never been to Winchester, it's beautiful. Think Harry Potter. It's just classically British stunning. Um, And we dressed up for the first time. You were wearing a lovely outfit. I was wearing a dress and boots. We put Penny in this beautiful little fluffy pink bunny eared number. It was all, all very cute. But the whole walk, Penny was just crying and crying and crying. And we tried everything. We went and got hot chocolates, didn't we? So we bought a bugaboo pushchair, right? And we had a conversation with the woman at the shop and I was like, what is the accessory that you should buy? Because everyone says you get this, 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 this. She was like, everyone comes back and buys a cup holder. <laughs> I was like, right, let's save us the save us the hassle of coming back to this shop. Let's just buy the cup holder now, which we did, right? Yeah. And my God, it got so much use. So worth the purchase. So worth the purchase. But... As I was saying, we went and got hot chocolate. So we were like, right, we're going to use this as an opportunity to use the cup holder for the first time. I don't, where, where? We, we took it in turns and used the cup holder. Did I pushed we? it. Yeah, yeah. We kept, <laughs> and then we, we, remember, we walked around the back of the cathedral past Jane Austen's house. Where did we get our hot chocolates from? Uh, the orange Starbucks. Is it Starbucks? Well, I think orange hot chocolates are amazing, but they're smaller. These were bigger. I think these were Starbucks hot chocolates. Ah. Or it was the Christmas drinks, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we were excited. And I remember going along the back, past Jane Austen's house, past the offices for Winchester Boys' School, and having to stop to get Penny out of the pushchair, and then like taking it in terms of who was carrying her. And there's some lovely photos of us doing it. Oh, yeah. But she still remained pretty sad. Yeah, like, yeah, She yeah. wasn't really happy, was she? I vaguely remember a family commenting on it and being like, oh, how old is she? And we were through grit teeth. We were like, three weeks. And they were like, oh, it gets easier. And then there's always one dad that's like, no, it just gets harder. And you're like, shut up. shut up. This is the last thing I need right now. Thanks Fuck for off, your... Barry. Yeah, like... thanks for your help, Bazza. Anyway, <laughs> we were terrible parents because when we did finally take her home, we gave up on our walk. We realised that she pooed herself and it was all up the back of this lovely pink fluffy coat that I originally mentioned. Was that the first, like awful poo we yeah. had oh yeah that was the poo explosion that was a poo explosion where poo was like down her legs up her back over her vest like on her chest like it was everywhere it's a miracle we didn't spot it but it was just so like neatly hidden by this pink fluffy suit that she was wearing and baby poo at that stage doesn't smell that bad does no. it and she was she was predominantly breastfed as well yeah so she just she didn't really notice no no no, no but there was corma basically leaking out of her booties and, yeah <laughs> and so we, we just we just didn't even notice we, and we tried everything we were like stop crying penny what what's a beautiful day Winchester, we've got hot chocolates. Why are you sad? Mum, because I've got poo in my ear. And I'm just like, take a photo for Instagram, darling. Oh, I feel bad about that. She also hated the sling. That made life a little bit difficult. I realise this has become a very negative episode of the podcast. I do apologise. Honestly, she's the apple of our eye. We absolutely adore her, but there's a lot to laugh at. I just, was, I so wanted to be one of those mothers that was like, I wear my baby. Like, I can unload the dishwasher whilst wearing my baby and it makes my life so easy. I tried it. I tried, like, the wraparound sling. You know, like the, the hippie one that's just a massive sheet, which is so cool. Tried that. Nope. Penny was not having it. I tried the one that comes pre-ready-made that <laughs> you just strap on. It was like a straight jacket. No, Penny hated that. There was, I, I could not carry Penny in a sling. It was a no-go. So that made life a little bit difficult. 
There were some really lovely times as well, though. Um, there was one particular evening where my brother and his girlfriend, they came down and they stayed with us. And it was just so sweet. We had the best time. And they offered to look after Penny for the night. And which, well, I say for the night. We, they said, go on a date. I wish they'd have taken her overnight. They weren't, they weren't willing to do that. They, they were smart people. Um, were? Oh, they are smart people. Um, but yeah, they said, look, go on a date. You need some time, just the two of you. Um, and it turns out that my brother had really wanted like pandemonium. Like he, he wanted a baby that was like throwing up over the walls, screaming like he wanted a challenge. Turns out we put Penny to sleep and she slept right through. So he didn't get that experience. And we didn't really get the date night experience that we were planning or hoping for either. We had a little photo shoot in the house, didn't we, before we went outside just because it was such a big monumental occasion that we were getting time, just the two of us. It was like our first date since being parents. Where did we go? We went to the Bishop on the Bridge. Right, that was that one. Our local yes. pub, literally like a maximum two minute walk from our house. So we were very close. I wouldn't even say two minutes. Yeah, like, less, we don't um, live there anymore, right? So if you know Winchester, it's a it's a thirty second brisk stroll. Yeah. I would say <laughs> if you're walking slowly with a pushchair, you know maybe you're you know crossing roads and waiting for traffic. That's two minutes. But you know you could you could walk out our front door and you could smell the kitchens <laughs> of the pub. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. We would often leave our house and be like, oh, I can smell the chips. Oh, I can smell the burgers. So we went for this date. Um, and while sat at our table, I think we quickly realised that we had nothing to talk about other than Penny. The conversation just kept going back to her, and we missed her endlessly. In fact, the baby monitor that we use is one where it comes with an app, and you can literally log in and you can watch like a live stream of your child. And we missed. Her so much that I got the live stream up and propped the phone up on the table so it was though Penny was there with us and we would just watch her whilst we were eating our food that is how lame we became although it was not an uneventful dinner because sat to our left the table next to us was a was a um an, an elderly pair of women okay I would put them potentially in their 70s mid 70s um very very drunk very very posh Winchester women, born and raised, lots and lots of money, lots and lots of red wine. And they were very, very entertaining. And quite quickly, they started having conversation, less so with me, more so with Tristan. He's a rather good looking chap. Um, and they found him quite exciting, I think. So much so, actually, that they did give Tristan their number. <laughs> One in particular. What was she called? Uh, they were Nikki and Mary. Yes. <laughs> crazy one nikki was was bonkers absolutely she was like five foot nothing she was talking about all these men that she was bedding it yes. was just yes. she was going on new dates and she was getting tired of these old men and like, oh they play bowls they're so dull it's so tedious mary it's so tedious she was talking about trying to find herself a young man yeah she had, a, she, she, up you. she had a younger gentleman for a while and, and she thoroughly enjoyed it but they invited us out for lunch the next they did day. they did so i uh <laughs> We exchanged numbers myself, and I, I didn't save Nikki or Mary, whoever it was individually. They just stay, they're saved in my phone as Nikki and Mary. I have one text from them on Wednesday, the twenty sixth of January at nine twelve. Bearing in mind, by this point we'd gone home, so it wasn't a late night we had. And the text reads, "Dear Tristan and Miranda, try the willow tree. It's a pub in Winchester. Maybe see you there. Love Nikki and Mary. Kiss." But she's so drunk she just written the letter C because she couldn't touch it. <laughs> there are a lot of typos in this text. <laughs> Because she was absolutely hammered. I bet she's woken up the next morning and gone, who the hell is, is Tristan? Tristan? <laughs> Probably thought I was some sneaky link that she's found herself at the Bishop on the Bridge. 
Have you been hooking up with her ever since? Uh, you, well, I, I can when show you, you say you've gone away for the weekend, nah, I bet you've got on WhatsApp. Yeah, Every now and I then, Tristan. Tris- we use WhatsApp. Yeah, now. she goes away. She sends me some saucy pics on Snapchat. Oh, in the bath. Oh, well, well, yeah. With her imperial leather soap, just. <laughs> Just resting upon her bosom, which you're going to which massage because you're really good at that. That's and what she you loves it. Skill. She loves that, does old Nikki, or is it Mary? I love both of them, <laughs> both at once. That's how I take it. Now, before I let Tristan start with it, that is it for today. If you like what you heard, yada yada yada. I thought we could play a little game. We've done these a couple of times in the past, um, but I want to make it a little bit more of a regular feature. Please do message me on Instagram or on uh, Test You Baby Instagram and let us know if there's anything in particular that you would like us to talk about or you would like to hear us play. But for now, Tristan has come up with a game. He's calling it Story Time. It's very basic. It's very simple. I would expect nothing less from him. Basically. <laughs> What can I do? Let me get my phone. I'm texting Nikki. I'm off tonight. (laughs) I'm so... Yeah, yeah. What we're going to do is each say a word and tell a story and we just see where it goes. Tristan, do you want to start? Hall to serve. Oh, we're both hall. Oh, that's cute. Forgot Mm. about that for a second. Yeah. My. Mother. Doesn't. (laughs) Eat. Many. Peas. Because. One year ago, <laughs> there was a pea famine where everyone had no peace <laughs> for six hours and there. Had to be sanctions <laughs> for violence <laughs> against farmers who didn't grow peas. <laughs> Is that funny or not? Because I think it's really shit. I'm crying. Is it funny because you're here and here? Let's do another one. Come on, let's let's just do a second one. See if we can make it better. When my aunt became queen she decided i should not become a firefighter instead i became a shepherd which i have never experienced (laughs) until recently however i thoroughly enjoy sheep (laughs) Especially when they are in mint (laughs) sauce. (laughs) Very clever. That is it for today. (laughs) I wonder if we'll ever bring this game back. If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review, share with your friends, family, parents, guardians, randy old ladies. And don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, please do share and please do hit subscribe. And if you want to, you could even leave a review. That would be absolutely lovely. Next week, we're going to try to get an episode out on a Monday, but no promises because we are Tris and Miranda and we don't like to do things predictably. We've got Penny's party this weekend. Oh my God, we have! Ah. And I've got a game on Saturday. Ah. Right, well, next week. See you next Tuesday, everyone. (laughs) 
And don't forget, you can find us over on Instagram, Miranda.Burns. Tristan.Hall. And Test Tube. Baby. Pod. Pod. For. Podcast. Love you. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.